Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, as well as the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it is available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, Here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest from around Major League Baseball is that we are now awaiting the 2022 World Series. And of course, it's going to be, you know, a couple of familiar foes when it comes to the Braves. It's going to be the team that they beat last year in the 2021 World Series. It's going to be the Houston Astros who are undefeated, who are, you know, the Astros right now are in the midst of one of the more impressive postseason runs we have seen in recent baseball history. While their opponents in the 2022 World Series, the Philadelphia Phillies, may be on one of the more unexpected runs that we've seen in recent playoff history. Of course, you could say the same thing probably about the Braves last year. But this World Series is, again, another great example of the two teams that right now are playing the best baseball. I don't I think it's not surprising to many that the Astros once again are representing the American League. While it may surprise some that the Phillies are there, but you have to hand it to the Phillies. They are playing their best baseball at the right time, and I think it definitely is going to be a competitive series. Now, for me personally, Go Astros. I would rather the Astros win than the Phillies. I know that many may have different opinions for different reasons when it comes to that. But hey, as a Braves fan, certainly it can acknowledge the Phillies deserve to be there with how well they've played. But they're a division rival. I'm going to go with the Astros on this in terms of my World Series cheering, I guess you could say. But I think that it's definitely going to be a fun series. And with the pitching matchups that are likely lined up, plus with the power that we've seen on display from both teams, it should definitely be a fun matchup. And may the best team win, obviously, the 2022 World Series. But of course, we're not talking about the Braves being in the World Series. And the focus for that is what can the Braves do to get back to the World Series. And when you really look at the three aspects of this Braves team, I definitely think that something that stands out, the area of the team that can get the most focus, that can get the most activity when it comes to potential offseason movements, offseason moves, I think is the bullpen. Because when you look at the Braves' offense, 
It's got a lot of its young members locked up for many years to come. Yes, they have to make an important decision at shortstop, but when it comes to, you know, the number of moves that could be made, the Braves pretty much have their core. They pretty much have all their options in place going forward. You may see one or two signings outside of shortstop when it comes to depth for the lineup, but the Braves had their right fielder of the future, center fielder of the future, third baseman, second baseman, first baseman, and catcher position all lined up, and they had their options there for multiple years. So maybe not a lot of activity when it comes to the Braves' offense this offseason. And then when you come to the starting rotation, yes, there are still plenty of questions. I covered that in, la in one of last week's Daily Hammers. But the thing that also stands out is that, yes, you may have questions about Charlie Morton, Kyle Wright, um, Spencer Strider. Can Morton stay consistent? Will Wright and Strider be able to carry over their success to next year? You may have questions about the options that you have in place, but you also have depth. Now, those that depth may be a bit questionable, but after Freed and Morton and Strider and Wright, you have Ian Anderson, Bryce Elder, Kyle Muller, hopefully Mike Soroka. There's internal depth that the Braves can rely upon, hopefully, next year at different times. So while, yes, the starting rotation may have a fair set of questions focused on it, there are depth options that can support it internally. That brings me to the bullpen, and it brings me to perhaps one of the bigger free agent questions. Besides Dansby Swanson, I feel like perhaps the biggest free agent question for the Braves in terms of players that they may bring back in 2023 that were part of the 2022 team is Kenley Jansen. And Jansen recently gave some comments about how he loved his time in Atlanta, but he would be open you know, to re-signing with the Dodgers if that opportunity were to present itself. And so the question becomes, I know the Braves had mentioned that they'd love to have Kenley Jansen back, but I think that it's a situation where the Braves would likely like to have him back under their own terms instead of making him a priority to sign again at a significant price. Last offseason, it was kind of a surprise when the Braves signed Kenley Jansen to a one-year $16 million deal. Now, as we know, the Braves are not hurting for money. It's been, it, the, the, as a matter of fact, the franchise leadership has already come out and said they want to be a top five payroll in baseball, which is great. That means that they have money to spend. But I just think that when it comes to potentially bringing Kenley Jansen back, if the price tag is going to be another one-year one deal, even, even if it's a one-year deal, and I understand the argument all day long, there's really no risk in a one-year deal. But if Kenley Jansen's price tag is one year and his price tag goes into the eight figures, I just think that there are better potential ways to use that money that could be more valuable for this team moving forward. Because when you look at Kenley Jansen, his numbers last year, yes, he did lead the National League in saves, but there were plenty of indications that he simply was not as effective as a reliever last year, especially when he came back from a visit to the injured list in late June and early July. When it came to Kenley Jansen, he allowed the highest exit velocity, highest hard hit percentage of his career. After coming back from the injured list in um, in mid-July, Kenley Jansen just was not that effective, mainly from mid-July through mid-September. Now, to his credit, he did a very good job at the end of September in the playoffs, so he did basically end his season on a good note. 
And don't get me wrong, at the right price, I would love to have Kenley Jansen back. You know, if the Braves wanted to cut his salary in half, maybe bring him back for something like one year, seven to eight, nine million dollars, I don't necessarily think you can argue against that. But when the Braves already have Rysel Iglesias, A.J. Minter, um, Colin McHugh, Dylan Lee, and, and Kirby Yates already under contract, You've got plenty of depth options, you've got plenty of veteran options, but you also have a couple of options in there that within the, within themselves are a bit questionable going into next season. And Alex Anthopoulos, for as much as he loves spending on the bullpen, it's not been the best track record when it comes to spending a, a you know significant amount on a bullpen piece. I think that it's fair to say that though Will Smith, overall, his acquisition was successful because of how special he was during the 2021 playoffs, overall, his signing was not a successful signing. Kenley Jansen was an okay signing, but but you, the Braves didn't get the bang for the buck they had hoped they would get when they signed him to a one-year $16 million deal. And now you've traded for Rysel Iglesias, who in my opinion could be the most consistent, but you've already got and a reliever who likely is going to be your closer next year, making more than $10 million a year. For me, that money that potentially could go to Kenley Jansen, maybe you could go out and spread that across multiple relievers who you feel once they arrive in Atlanta could be more productive than they have been elsewhere. That would be better money spent because you get more depth. For the Braves, the question next year is not trying to bring in another option. That could help fill out the back end of the bullpen. You've probably got your 7th, 8th, ninth inning options in McHugh and Mentor and I Iglesias. For the Braves, it's spreading out to be able to make sure they have depth in those middle innings. And so that's where I think the money could be spent. Instead of signing Kenley Jansen, maybe you could go out and sign one or two other relievers who could come in and be just as productive as he was last year, but now you have it that money spread across two pitchers to further fill out your bullpen than just one. And also, instead of spending that money on another high-end, on a high-priced reliever, perhaps the Braves could take that money and apply it to going out and getting a starting pitcher. That could be a significant upgrade to the rotation. Now, I know that me saying that may indicate that I'm talking about Jacob DeGrom, and I would love that. I don't necessarily know how realistic that is. But my point is, is that bringing Kenley Jansen back, I don't think is a negative thing. But it's got to be at the Braves' price instead of Kenley Jansen being a priority basically at any price. Kenley Jansen was successful last year in his role. He did just fine. But I don't think he did well enough to where you make it a priority that you go out and you spend another eight figures on him next year. If he falls into your lap at the right price, kind of like he did last year, that's perfectly fine. But it's got to be at a significantly lower price moving forward because I do think that there are simply better ways for the Braves to spend their money this offseason. Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So fast. Brainstorm got too big? Ooh. Summarize with AI in a click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. 
It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So as I mentioned, we will be watching two familiar foes for the Braves in the 2022 World Series. And while, you know, we could talk about the Astros and how, you know, they may be set up best among American League teams to consistently be there in the playoffs. This was the sixth straight season they've reached the ALCS, though they've only won one World Series over that time frame. You know, we could say that the Astros probably are among the best teams in baseball set up for long-term success. While I think in the National League, you could make the argument that the Braves and, you know, perhaps the Dodgers are set up best long-term of any National League team. But with the Phillies now making their run, to the World Series, I think it's been shown that while the Phillies may not necessarily be as strongly put together of a team as as the Braves or even potentially the Mets um, or other teams in the National League, the Phillies are a pretty good setup for playoff-type settings. You know, they've got one of the best one-two combinations in starting pitching in baseball. They've got a lineup full of power. they figured out their bullpen. It's come together beautifully for them in the postseason. But I bring this up because while we still have the World Series to play in 2022, with the offseason already being in focus for the Braves, one thing that I think also stands out is that the Braves are going to continue to be a part of the best division in baseball, what arguably is the best division in baseball. Now, there may be other divisions that from top to bottom have more competitive, you know, more uh, naturally talented teams. But when you look at the success that the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves have had this year, the Mets and the Braves in the regular season, the Phillies in the postseason, you look at their rosters going into next year, and also you look at the potential upgrades that could occur. I think that that narrative remains the same, that the NL East is going to continue to be the strongest division in baseball with three playoff caliber teams. And you can make the argument that after the Phillies run this year, the NL East is going to have three of the five best teams in the National League going into 2023. I think the Braves, the Mets, and the Phillies have an argument. You can make an argument for the Cardinals, possibly the Brewers, and then obviously the Dodgers are in the top five. Maybe you can make an argument for the Padres. But my point is, is that regardless of what happens in the 2022 World Series, the other thing that stands out is that while the Braves have made their moves to make sure they lock up their core long-term, they are going to have a big question mark at shortstop. Will they re-sign Dansby? Will they go out and make another big move? That's going to stand out. Will they potentially make a big move for the rotation? That's going to be a question mark. But the Phillies and Mets also have potential opportunities to go get big moves as well. Will the Mets be players potentially for Aaron Judge? Or will they make moves to go out and get another really, really impactful starting pitcher? If Jacob deGrom winds up going elsewhere, the Mets have prospects and they have the money to go get another impactful starting pitcher. The Phillies are going to keep this same core that had all this that's having all this success right now this same core is going to be together at least through next year 
Noah and Wheeler will be there to lead the rotation. The lineup is going to be anchored by their veterans, uh, Bryce Harper, um, uh, Reese Hoskins, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos. The thing that stands out from this year is that it, perhaps at least for the next one to two years, and, and that could be extended longer based off what the Phillies and Mets do, the NL East will continue to be the most competitive division in baseball due to how talented the Braves, Mets, and Phillies are. And though at the end of the day, especially with where the NL seeding is now, You'd certainly want to win the division. It's also just as important to be playing the best baseball that you can at the right time. So that's what stands out. And again, Alex Anthopoulos has never been a general manager to be reactive, right? He's never been someone that has made moves just to make moves in response to what other teams do. And the reason why he does that is because he knows the talent that he has there. He's more proactive in locking up the talent that he has, and it's proven to be the right decision time after time. But it's a good thing that this division's going to remain as competitive as it's going to be. Because that means competitive baseball over many games, so there's going to be less division games next year than there has been in the past. But what stands out is, is that the Braves are lined up very much again for success. If you look at rosters right now, and I would imagine this stays the same even after we go through another through a full offseason of moves, I would feel that people will say with confidence the Braves are one of the five most likely teams to be in line for 100 wins next year. The Braves roster is just fine. The Braves fan base should have all the confidence in the world that Atlanta's going to be right back where they, right back next year, where they were this year, with a decent to good chance, with the best chances to make a World Series run. My point is, though, is that the Mets and Phillies aren't going anywhere, and as a matter of fact, they could get stronger after a season in which the Mets won 100 games and the Phillies are representing the National League in the World Series. So the Braves are going to have plenty of obstacles in front of them that they have to overcome, though they certainly are capable of doing it. It's going to be a lot of fun to see what should be, again, the best division in baseball in 2023 and perhaps beyond, depending on what the Mets and Phillies do as well as teams. Hope wherever you are and wherever you're listening, you enjoyed this edition of the Daily Hammer and that you are having a great start to your week. Don't forget, you can find all the great podcast content from the Battery Power Podcast Network free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Always a pleasure being with you. Hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. But that's when we sleep. 
Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.